Chapter Two of Merry Clapham Junction. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Ruth Golding. Merry Clapham Junction by Arnold Kennedy. Chapter Two. Isle of Dogs. Splash, splash, splash. Oh, I believe I've been asleep," said Tommy, as he looked up and saw that it was morning, and that the train was steaming down a river. The guard was standing over him and reading a geography book, from which he looked up occasionally to glance at the dog. "This dog ought to have a ticket," he said. "They all have them except the dog in the manger. He won't do anything regular." "Have you got a manger in this funny train?" asked Tommy. "We haven't got the manger," answered the guard, "but we've got the dog." I believe he is in my van at this moment. But you mustn't talk to the man at the wheel, though he may talk to you. There was a wheel, as Tommy now saw, and the guard was steering the train by means of it. But his object seemed to be not to avoid the barges and steamers, but to run into as many as possible. Every collision shook either the engine driver or the stoker into the water. They arranged to do that turn and turn about, the guard remarked, but there was no noise, and neither the train nor the vessels seemed any the worse. Presently, the river became more clear of shipping, and the guard began to give less attention to his wheel and more to his geography book. He glanced anxiously at the bank every now and then, as if he were looking out for someone. It's about time the English master were here," he muttered. "Is that the English master?" asked Tommy presently, forgetting that he was not to speak, and pointing to a man in a long coat who was running along and keeping up with the train. The guard did not answer, but went on reading. The man on the bank was either playing a flute or pretending to play a ruler as if it were a flute. It was hard to find out which from the train. Suddenly, he shouted to the guard, "Do you know the rule for finding New Zealand yet? You've had plenty of time to learn it." The guard stammered out, "You go by sea, and you go on and on and on till you see land." He whispered to Tommy, "This one likes puns, such good ones as I make." But if the English master was pleased, he certainly did not show it, for he only called out, "I expect you'd remember the rule better if you had the ruler." And immediately something hard whizzed close to the guard's head and fell into the water. "He's not going to ask me any questions," thought Tommy with a sigh of relief, for the man had seated himself on the bank and was apparently going to sleep. A few minutes later, the train sidled up to the bank and stopped. "Isle of Dogs!" cried the guard. "All dogs change here." Tommy did not think there were any dogs in the train except his own, but in this he was wrong. Dogs of every kind he had ever seen jumped and scrambled out of the carriage windows without waiting to have the doors opened or stopping to give up their tickets. Were they dogs when they got in? 
he asked. "'Yes, to be sure,' answered the guard. "'Every poor of them. Some were funny dogs, some were sly dogs, some were sad dogs, and some lead a cat-and-dog life.' This explanation did not really make the subject clear to the boy, but it took off his attention from Winkle, who had followed the other dogs, and was now slowly and deliberately trotting away. Before Winkle's master noticed this proceeding, or remembered that he had intended to get out himself at the first station, the train was steaming away from the bank. Determined not to be carried off, Tommy jumped, unfortunately, into the water. End of chapter 2